Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When we got together, we just were kind of like inseparable. Um, decided to go get a marriage license. Wait, wait. How long had you been dating before you decided to get a marriage license? You started dating him on October 2nd. Go ahead. And we went and got the marriage license on October 7th. So five days to be precise. Five days. You dated him five days. This is the plaintiff, Queen Avery. She says her ex-boyfriend, the defendant, owes her all kinds of money for things she paid for during their relationship, which he now refuses to repay her for. She has no other choice but to sue and is here seeking the $3,500 she's most certainly owed. This is the defendant, Johnny Nicholson. He says he doesn't owe the plaintiff any of this money because they were together in a relationship. And you know, the money flows both ways. He thinks the judge will side with him today because he owes this woman nothing. He's accused of taking advantage of an ex. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right. Ms. Avery, you are suing Mr. Nicholson, your former boyfriend, for $3,500 that you say he owes you in the very, very brief time that the two of you were together. Tell me what happened here. Um, hi, Your Honor. So I met uh, Mr. Nicholson in October, and then when we got together, we just were kind of like inseparable, um, decided to go get a marriage license. Wait, wait. How long had you been dating before you decided to get a marriage license? You started dating him on October 2nd. Go ahead. And we went and got the marriage license on October 7th. So five days to be precise. Five days. You dated him five days. Yes, ma'am. Five days. Yes, Your Honor. And you two, both of you, decided to go get a marriage license after five days? Mr. Nicholson, is that accurate? Uh, five I'll say maybe like two weeks. And you decide to get a marriage license? Yeah. Let's go with the two been, weeks. Yeah, let's go with the two weeks. We decided, <laughs> you know, we, we've actually been in relationships that lasted, you know, a long time, but still ended up bad. And we actually knew those people and took time to date those people. So we thought maybe if we just turn it around, do it backwards and, you know what I mean? And just get married now and, and hope for the best and, you know what I mean? And just do something different and maybe it would stick. Um, I had high hopes for it. She had high hopes for it as well. But this is where we are now today. 
Oh, look at that. I guess getting to know somebody's important. And I guess if you get to know them and you don't like it, it's important to know before you get married. Well, you guys didn't get married. You just ran out and got a marriage license. Like, you know, you were just kind of thrilling yourselves. But you didn't actually right. get married, correct? Okay. Right, so correct. what happens? You you right. decide to move in together. And um, yeah. no, actually, before that, he needs money. Okay. Let's. By the way, when you go to get the marriage license, who pays for it? I pay for it. I have the receipt and, and everything. Uh, why didn't he? Why didn't he put half the money? Um, I mean, he just didn't have the money at the time. Like we have been just make you know saying that you know like when it was time to get married, maybe he could pay for that portion, or you know we were going to be sharing bills anyway, so it wasn't a big deal for the eighty three dollars. So just yeah. Okay. All right, and yet you're suing for half of that here today. Even though it wasn't a big deal it, at the time, you're suing for it here today and claiming he has yeah. an obligation or he had an obligation to pay for half it. All right, so now the first time he hits you up for money is when? He wants to buy a new um, car. Right, yeah. So I already have a new car, so I didn't need a vehicle. But we both knew we were going to be working, so we were trying to find him a vehicle. Did he have a vehicle? Went, no, no. He had no car and no job? He had a job, but then, like, he left the job where he was at to, like, be closer to where I was at. So after, like, two weeks of dating, you decide that uh, he needs a new car and he can't just buy himself any old hoopty. He's got to use your credit to buy a new car. Is that correct? With no job. Right. Under the pretenses that he was going to be able to get, like, with myself and the dealer, he was going to be able to get check stubs transfer it over into his name, have full responsibility over the vehicle the whole time. Uh, once, you're on the, and, once you're on the thing, they're not going to just right. take your name off it. They, you, once right. you're on it, you're on it. They, don't, they want right. two people to sue. They got double the chances that somebody's working if they do that and that they'll get some mm. money. They're not going to all of a sudden, oh, let me give you a gift. Let me just exonerate you of all responsibility. <laughs> so you put it, is the car under your name? Just in my name, which I foolishly believed that I was going to be able to transfer it over. We also made a deal that he was going to pay me back for the down payment. So I just, you know, felt the dealer even himself. So saying, how much yeah, of a down payment no did you put? 1000 All right. And then the payments are $272 every two weeks? Right. All every right, two so weeks. With Okay. And your theory was within a month, he was going to have enough money to put the car in his name. I don't know what magical fairyland you're living in, but Okay. So on October 17th, because it's not enough excitement for your life, two days after buying a car, you decide to move into a one-bedroom apartment. Now, you have the good sense to just put yourself on the lease, right? Like it's just you on the lease. Yeah. You get the apartment, and now we're, we're all the way to what? 30 days later, November 2nd, and you guys get into a fight. And what happens? I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember that it was the type of situation I didn't want to be in because it was like yelling, name calling, and I just don't, you know, I don't want to be subject to that type of behavior. So that was where I was just like, okay, big mistake. All of a sudden, you know, signals are going off. I'm like, no. So that's when, you know, I felt a whole different understanding about the relationship, basically. How old are you? Can I ask that? I'm 40. Oh, my God. You look 20-something. That's why I was asking. <laughs> All right. So, right. Um, so now... You get into this argument, you decide, and all of a sudden your feelings just change for him. You're like, oh, I don't know if I want to be here. And what happens on November 
16th, you find out that he's behind on the car payments, correct? Right. And then, like, around the 23rd is when I was like, I'm just going to take the car back because I don't see how I'm not going to pay for it and you're not able to pay for it. Like, it's $700 almost in arrears right now. Like, and then So on Wednesday, another... November 25th, when he went to sleep, I took his car and dropped it off at a friend's house. I was so scared of how he would react. I didn't go home until Friday night. So that's Thanksgiving, Right. So, right, yeah. um, so you left him without a car on, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, and how? What was, what it was your reaction to that? So you, so you ate Thanksgiving dinner alone, Mr. Nicholson? Honest, honestly, I didn't eat Thanksgiving dinner at all. I didn't have a one lick of Thanksgiving portion. I didn't have a bean, a macaroni and cheese, a turkey, a nothing. Um, that day was devastating. Um, she's laughing. That day was devastating because I promised my kids I would see them. So that day, I could not get a ride. I couldn't get anything, nor did I even want to be around anyone but my kids because this car had been taken away from me, which me and her made an agreement the night before. Uh, we already knew that she was going to take the car keys. She told me the night before, the day before, that I can actually use the car all Thanksgiving. Mind you, so she keeps saying that I owed her money. Um, I actually had, what was it, almost $490. So I told her, if you just let me keep this car for Thanksgiving, because we already knew she was going to give the car back. I told her if she lets, lets me use the car for Thanksgiving, she could even keep that money. But instead... The night before, I came in with a backache. I'm, uh, well, it wasn't a backache, excuse me. It was a neck ache. When I say I came home, judge. When I say I came home, she played me so well. She, she rubbed my shoulders. She gave me um, some ibuprofen. She took my clothes off. She, she took, gave me a bath. I go back, I lay down. Everything's nice and cool. Um, I, I end up falling asleep. She tells me, hey, I'm going to wake up. I'm, I'm going to go take, your, uh, take the car and park it in your parking space. And I'm going to go to the store. I'm half out of it. And I said, okay. She doesn't take the keys or anything. My key's been sitting there all night. I, I fell asleep. We both fell asleep together, so I thought. So and I guess she takes the keys. She leaves, and she never comes back. I wake up in the morning, and she's gone. It's Thanksgiving morning. I don't yell because I know that's what she expects me to do. I say, hey, where are you at? I need to go see my kids. She says, well, if you want the car, you need to call the uh, locksmith to get into that car because I'm not coming back there. So I'm just telling you that story just to say it's not like, oh, I didn't have money or I just left her, um, left the car note undone. I went and scraped up money, gave her 300. I yeah, even but had. You uh, but you even... were behind. No, but the deal is, listen, why are you buying a car that you can't afford? Don't buy it. And don't buy it in someone else's exactly. name or you're going to ruin their credit. Having said that, why are you so cold? Thanksgiving? You couldn't wait until the Friday to do this? Like, why you got to do it in Thanksgiving? That was crazy. So the Friday after Thanksgiving, you get back home. And when you get in there, you find out that he and all of his belongings are gone, correct? Correct. Including some of your belongings. According to you, your 27-inch iMac is gone, which you've had right. for about a year. And a TV, a 37-inch TV that you'd had about six months was gone. Is that correct? Right, yes. Right. So do you talk to him, and does he tell you that he took those things? So I sent a message because he was asking for the money. 
So I sent a message. What and money was he asking for? I don't understand. You're, you're out money because he was driving a car and still owed money on it. So what, why are you contemplating? Because I see in the text that you're saying you'll get your money. Why are you paying him money? I don't get it. Well, really, I was giving him his money back because I was scared. Like, I, he intimidated me. That's how I felt. It's like, the money I told you I gave her for the car note. Yeah, I know, okay. but you were behind. So the money that you just gave her, in your mind, give me that back if you're taking the car. But that's money you already owed before that. So you end up cash-shopping him some of that money? Right, $100, because I'm thinking, like, okay, he is still at my home. I don't know what he's capable of because I've seen his behavior. So I just... I know, that's why if you... You're a very impatient woman. You meet a guy, you date him for five days, you want a marriage certificate. You tell him he can have right. the car a couple of days and you can't extend that one day to cover Thanksgiving? It's well, just kind of, thank in any event, it oh, doesn't matter. What I've got to decide is what you're entitled to and what you're not entitled to. Let's go over it. So according to her, when you left and, and booked and took all your stuff, you also took her TV and her iMac. Is that accurate? No, I didn't. Um, so when I left that house, which I even explained to her, that neighborhood that we live in is a heavy drug-infested neighborhood. People know what you're doing when, before you do it. Um, I, I left that house that day of Thanksgiving, like that night. She came back like four days later. Her, her door is wide open. I don't know who could have walked in that house and took whatever. I took my you belongings. You didn't have a key? No, she took, the key was on the car key ring that she took. Oh. So you had no way to lock the door. So you took her, At you all. admit to taking her iMac. No. Why haven't you I given took it the, back? I did bring it back. I brought it back to the house after that. Like the next day when I told her, I told her, I'll bring the iMac did back. Did he return if she the iMac? The money. No. Okay, but she didn't cash wrap you the money. So, what? So, you have any evidence you brought the iMac back? Because that's the first time I'm hearing you say that. She hadn't been back for four days. I brought the iMac back the next day when I had she to come back to get my toolbox. No, no, no. No, the no. next day she didn't come she back home. Day. She didn't come back. She didn't the come back. The next day, she texts. Well, then, how does she know you stole the iMac? Right. The next on day, she didn't, that home wasn't the next, the next day. day. It wasn't the, ne the next yes, day. Yes, it was. It was, it was like three days later. Okay. I need you to stop talking. Go ahead, ma'am. Um, there are text what messages say? that say, "I took your computer," and then after I said, "Well, I'm going to take you to court. I have evidence against you," so I sent him the text message saying. "I took your computer, so no one else would take it." Directly after that, then he says, "Oh." uh, no, I brought it back. But yeah. why didn't you say that yeah. in, I'm looking in the at first the text. place? That's exactly right. Do you have the receipt for the uh, iMac? I don't. What about the TV? Did you also take the TV? No, I didn't take that at all. It's right here next to me. I have my own uh, 50, uh, what is it, 55 inch that my mother gave to me the, the day TV. me and her got together. Why would I take it? I, I have everything. Because yeah. she did you dirty and I don't took care. the car no, she got, and she left she you got dirty. on Thanksgiving. Hey, she's already, listen, but she's already and, got done dirty. I, this is the way she's got dirty because okay. guess what? The job that I was supposed to get, I've been making eighteen fifty every every day since. And guess what? I've had my own car now. So it's okay. She's going to get that back later on. I don't think that's going to make her feel bad about you guys breaking up. It doesn't matter, though. I don't think that's going to make though. her feel bad. Right. Okay. So I find that you still have the iMac. I see very clearly that you just say that when she's showing you pictures of you admitting to the iMac. So I'm going to order you to pay her. Um, she doesn't have a receipt to prove the age of the iMac. I'm going to order you to pay her $1,000 for the iMac. 
I am also going to, I do find that since I find you lying about the iMac, I also find you lying about the TV. But you don't even know the brand. That's how bad you are. So uh, you, you have no idea. You can't give me any evidence of how old it is or anything else. So I'm going to give a depreciated value for the TV, which is nominal of $100. I find that he owes you for the two car payments that you had to pay while he was driving it around, that he was behind. And that's $544. He just certainly doesn't owe you for half of the marriage license that you were so happy to pay for. He doesn't owe you for emotional distress. That's, you, wow, you got, you got some nerve. Emotional distress and harassment. But he does owe you for the things that I just said, which is a total judgment in your favor in the amount of $1,644. Did you learn anything? A lot. Yep. What'd you learn? Yes. What'd you learn? Basically, not to put my trust in anybody or not to help people. So well, you can put your nervous. trust in people, but oh, maybe no. you don't like like hand over your bank account, your credit, right. and your life in five days. Maybe right. that's what you don't do. All right, sure. one thousand six hundred and forty-four dollars verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you. So the plaintiff does get a judgment for $1,600, just over $1,600. Mr. Nicholson, the judge asked, uh, asked Queen Avery what she has learned, if anything. Let me ask you the same question. Have you learned anything from this experience? Yes, I did. Get things for myself and not depend on anyone else to do it for me. All right. And I guarantee you won't be getting a marriage license after knowing somebody for just five <laughs> days or two weeks, right? In the future. No, none. Not at all. Not at all. Queen Avery, let me ask you how you feel about the judge's decision. Um, it was, she's great. So she always judges fairly, in my opinion. All right. Well, very good. All right. So you've prevailed, and it's all over now, right? Between the two of you? For sure. Positive, oh, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't need that type of negativity and disrespect around me. So I'm great. All right. Good enough. Good luck to you. Okay? That'll wrap it up for this very intriguing case. Let's see what the judges have to say now. All kinds of hard lessons dished out in the wake of this unfortunate brief relationship, right? Yeah, some of them are pretty easy. Like, they don't uh, really need, need too much learning. No, <laughs> no, I suppose not. Like, for example, uh, if you have good credit, don't extend it on behalf of someone else who maybe doesn't unless you want to just flush it down the toilet, unless right. you're ready to throw it away. I, I don't know what everybody's oh, thinking. You know, he took his lumps, too. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Uh, Wait one day, you know? Yeah, it really was. Well, you know, wise men say, right, only fools rush in. Isn't that our, uh, our yeah, wedding that's song? that's our wedding song, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So maybe they shouldn't have quite rushed into this the way they did, right? So Tammy wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, my son passed away at 39 years old. Can I sue his father, my ex, for half the funeral cost? Boy, we have had these cases before. And the, uh, look, I'm going to tell you when there's a clear answer, and I'm going to tell you when there isn't. There is no clear answer to this question. If you voluntarily made arrangements for the funeral without contacting the other person, I think you're going to have trouble. On the other hand, if you call the other person in advance and say, we need to agree on this, and he just refuses, I think you have a much better case. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. 
So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. These are the plaintiffs, Hector and Christian Cortez. Hector says they were sold what they thought was an AKC-registered puppy from the defendant. But as it turns out, they were scammed. They work hard for their money and are suing a shifty defendant for the $1,200 they're owed. This is the defendant, Scott Turner. He says the plaintiffs loved the puppy, paid him, and he gave them the birth certificate and AKC papers. He sold them a perfectly healthy puppy and doesn't owe them a dime. He's accused of pooping out on a puppy purchase. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs say they were scammed by the defendant who sold them a very sickly German shepherd and now will not refund their money. But the defendant says the puppy was and still is perfectly healthy, so he owes them nothing. It's the case of pooping out on a pup. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Hector Cortez. Yes, Your Honor. And Christian Cortez. What's the relationship between the two of you? Father and son. Okay. You folks bought a German shepherd puppy from Mr. Turner, correct? Correct. What happened? How did you, how did you hear about, uh, where'd you see the ad? Where did you see it advertised? Well, um, on that day of the, uh, uh, October 26th on a Monday, um, I went to take my son to uh, register so he could vote, um, for the president and all that. And I saw a sign on Craigslist or NAP, uh, where he was selling German shepherd puppies. Um, so, uh, I got in contact with him, uh, through text and, uh, he said, yeah, he was sending puppies. Um, uh, he sent me a picture of two, two puppies, uh, where he said that, uh, he was only selling one because the second one or the other one had like, uh, an, an assist or something like that. And, and they needed to get operated. Um, so he wasn't going to sell that one. He was just selling one. Uh, so we agreed to it. Um, um, he told me to go down to his house. And I said I can't go because I was registering uh, my son to vote and all that. Um, so uh, he said he was going to be going down to Tampa and we could meet um, somewhere around that area. And I was like, well, that's fine. So um, so you guys right, met halfway and he brought the puppy and you brought the cash. And when you right. saw the puppy, did everything look okay? Well, he had the dog and the puppy on his on his on his hands, and so you really can tell how the puppy was. Um, so uh, physically, the dog looked okay, like when he was holding it. Um, so I asked him if he had a, a collar or a leash where I could like put the dog on the floor and walk him, <clears throat> but he said he didn't have it. I didn't have one um, either, and I just didn't want to risk putting the dog on the floor and that he could like run off and get hit by a car. You think because we were right on the close to Highway I four. Um, in a parking lot, a uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant parking lot. So I told my son, take the puppy, put it in the car to see if it'll like walk around on the seat over there. But the puppy just. Why didn't you just down. walk into the Cracker Barrel into the men's room real quick and then put the puppy down? <laughs> it didn't occur to you. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't so you. I was going to leave with the dog or anything like that too, you know. No, but oh, he could walk, but he can walk in with you to the Cracker Barrel. It's not like all right. So go on, go ahead. 
So what happens? You put the dog inside of your car, and, and the dog what happens? Sat down. The dog just sat down, um, uh, but he looked okay. So um, so I paid him um, the money. Um, I, actually, it was cash. Um, I How much did you pay? $1,212. Um, okay. So uh, he gave me his personal phone number. He said, well, that's when we were texting. He goes, that's my personal phone number. Um, you can have it and all. And uh, so we, we, we got home. We drove home. And as soon as uh, we got home, my son put the dog on the floor. And the dog was walking really wobbly and and it looked it weird like how he was walking um so i sent the picture like um it was like you know how the dog has the paw and then they have the uh, bone and then they have like a little elbow in the back and then it goes long again well the puppy was walking almost on his elbow completely toward the floor do you have video of that um, i don't have a video of it because i i didn't record it it was um it was that um that same day and so I tried to call him that same night and he didn't answer. So I called him the next day and didn't answer. So I started looking at the papers he gave me where he said also that the uh, the paper uh, says he's the dog puppy is 100% certified um, and healthy. So you know how the doctors, when they write, you can't really read or understand like their, their writings. So um, I yeah. found the, the, the address to the vet where he took the dog and I and I got I drove all the way down there to that address and um I called because of the Kobe so I called and I said look um I purchased a dog and I wanted to know um uh if you could have a look at the dog because I'm concerned of how the dog is walking um so she told me well the vet's not in right now um but if you want you can come in and I'll and I'll take a look at the dog this was the nurse that I was talking to so she, uh, in that same moment, the, uh, the vet had called her, they were on the phone, um, and she explained, look, there's a guy here that uh, brought in a dog, and he's concerned of how the dog is walking, and she goes, well, let me take, uh, she goes, take a video and send it to me. So she, the nurse took a video, she sent it to the, uh, the vet, and the vet said, well, um, if you want, make an appointment for a Thursday or something like that, so you could bring it in. I was like, I can't because I live in Tampa. And I work. There's no way I could, you know, bring it over to you. I just want to find out if the dog is good or not, or if it's normal for him to walk like that. Because I've never seen a German. Well, why didn't you just like take the do okay, dog? Okay, but why didn't you just take the dog to a vet where you live? I mean, there's lots of vets in Tampa. Did you ever take the dog to well, a because, vet where you live? Well, because since he said that um, uh, the dirt, the vet was um, certified that the dog was healthy, I wanted to interact with the same vet. He. he took it to okay now that's fine and so and, and so you're there and you say did you certify this dog was healthy and what did the vet say no she said well let me see the paper that you have so i showed her the paper and she goes no the only thing that showed who the paper the the nurse that the only thing it says the there is uh, what uh the only thing that it says on there is that uh the dog was brought in and he has um his shots up to date and I said, because that's what's the title on that paper it says florida department of agriculture and consumer service official certification of veterinarian inspection for interstate sale of a dog or cat okay that's exactly what that form is that form is in order to certify that you can sell the, the animal that the animal's fit for purchase mr turner what and what happens here do they call you and do they tell you there's something wrong what's wrong with the dog do they, how do you first learn that there's a problem uh your honor 
uh, I apologize for my vision. I can't see you, but uh, this is this is my side. Of I the look story. fabulous. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Your Honor. <laughs> I hope I look fabulous. Uh, I, my you wife do. posted. A, <laughs> thank you very much. My my wife posted a litter of puppies with video. These are German German Shepherds, Your Honor. They have a different stance than a normal German Shepherd. They're very low in the back. When you say normal, they have a different stance than an American German Shepherd, right? Completely. They're low in the back, high in the front. Uh, It's a championship bloodline, AKC, full registered. Uh, I videoed the puppies at six weeks, well, my wife did, and we posted them, hadn't had any trouble until I sold this puppy to Mr. Cortez. I did meet him exactly like he stated. I met him and his son. I did hand off the puppy exactly like he stated. I did take the $1,200 from Mr. Cortez. Uh, the next day, I've had serious heart conditions, so I was at the VA hospital in Lake Nona getting extensive heart tests, and I get a call from my neighbor. My neighbor said there's a gentleman in my yard, which that's unacceptable because my entire property is posted. Uh, so my neighbor said someone's there, and they have a dog. I said, well, I'm hanging up, and I'm calling 911, so I did. I called the sheriff's department. I instructed them that someone was on my property unannounced. Uh, they had not told me they were gonna be there and I wanted a deputy to respond immediately because I have horses and other dogs there. The front gate was left open because when I left to go to the doctor, I left the front 20 foot gate open, but I closed the second gate. Uh, okay. Make a long story so, short, so, I, I, I they had yeah. contact with Mr. Cortez at that point. He called my number. I told him I was at the hospital, I wasn't home. Uh, I told him that the deputies would be there within minutes. Uh, at that point, uh, we were off the phone. Uh, my neighbor called me back again and said, Mr. Cortez had put the dog over the fence and fled the scene. Uh, when I got home, it was about two hours later, the dog had been put over the fence with no water. Uh, luckily, my stallion wasn't out because he would have stomped the dog to death, thank goodness. I'm, dog, I'm, can I ask a question? I'm, I'm kind of confused. How did you put the, the animal over a fence. How, how how did you do that, Mr. Cortez? Well, that's right. Once I drove into the, the driveway, um, everything else is fenced up. Uh, so he has a mobile home there, and the neighbor saw me, and I just put the, the, the dog over the fence because since he was... Uh, he had, how he tall had is your me. fence? About five feet and 20 feet wide. Uh, the dog was left with no water for yeah. A why, of time. why would you? But like Mr. Cortez, why would you do that instead? Of, why? Because it's inconvenient. Because it's two hours away. But you're gonna have a dispute with him, and there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You go and you kind of ditch the puppy there. What if the another animal had trampled well, it? Was, well, the thing was that every there was no um, horses or anything in the front. Everything was fenced away. I did. You don't know horses. what there is. They this isn't under- your property. I know. I understand that it wasn't my property. You, what you've done is you've returned a puppy based on what? You didn't like the way the puppy walked? Because you never, you don't have veterinary evidence that there's something wrong with the dog, do you? No, because the, the doctor wasn't in there. Obviously, the nurses didn't gonna give me any paperwork or anything. Right. But okay. Have you had a chance since this time to look at the law that governs your case? Have you, have you gone online and put in puppy sales in Florida? Did you guys get a receipt for, did you get a bill of sale and like uh, anything from the defendant that talked about, was there any paperwork with the defendant? Besides the AKC papers, was there a contract? No, he just said, um, um, I only take cash. 
Um, I don't take checks or anything like that. Um, and no, we didn't sign anything. Okay, was there a contract or for the sale of the puppy or no, Mr. Turner? Uh, Your Honor, there was no contract. However, AKC does cover any health issues with an AKC puppy at the point of sale for 30 days. The puppy had been vetted twice, eight weeks and 12 weeks. Uh, had two health certificates issued for that puppy and also a third uh, at 16 weeks. Uh, the puppy's been So what's the problem? It's he, just that he doesn't understand that the German German shepherds have a different gait? That's what it is? That, that's my opinion, Your Honor, yes. Uh, and if he had been a gentleman, uh, he was not a gentleman at the vet office, as you can see by the evidence I supplied, written statement from the vet. Uh, also, he wasn't a gentleman with me. Law states, if he had gone to, and I'm not trying to quote the law to you, Your Honor, uh, I just know from what oh, I've read, 828.29, I believe, is the statute. If Mr. Cortez had gone to a vet, and if he had gotten a certificate from the vet of his choice, stating the dog had a problem, if it did in fact have a problem, then his rights would have been to return the puppy for a refund or Your another rights. puppy. If you just put in the words, you know, dog floor, puppy purchase Florida, anything that, just those two words, you would know that within 14 days following the sale of a pet dealer of an animal, if within those 14 days, a, a veterinary of your choosing, you don't have to go to his, but you can go to any vet you want, certifies that the puppy is unfit for sale because of some kind of congenital defect, you know, whatever, whatever's wrong with it, then you are able to return the, you get like three choices. One is exchange a puppy. Another one is return the puppy. Another one is get vet bills to cure the puppy up to the purchase price. You know, there's like, a, there's a whole formula. Every state has laws like that. But you don't even have real, you just decided you didn't like how the puppy walked. And then you dump the puppy on him. That's like really bad. You know, that's, that's you know, because and to say nothing of monetarily risky. Because um, now there's $1,200 on his side and a puppy. What ended up happening with the puppy? I have the puppy here, Your Honor. And another problem, Mr. Cortez retained the AKC paperwork, which rendered the dog not able to sell because what could I do with the dog? You didn't return the AKC papers, correct? But you can always get another copy of the AKC papers. That wouldn't have been that big a deal. That didn't prevent you. Did you just decide to keep the animal as a pet? Well, the court, I was, I was sued in Tampa court, your honor. And the court day was pushed out to February and I felt the dog uh, had a bearing on this case. I have him right here with me now. Let's see. The dog is right next to you. Are you on a phone? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Can I you am. twist Kanga. the phone and let me see the dog walk? Come here, Kanga. And there he is wagging. Can you see him? Yep. over there. We need to go out in the grass. Look at the back legs. Can you call him? <laughs> All right, here we go. Can you see him now? He's about to zap yeah. by electric fence. Kanga, get away from that dog. Come here. Hey, could you see him? I did. I did. Um, but more importantly, okay. um, Hector and Christian, you guys have to follow the law even if you don't know the law. And the law doesn't let you just dump the puppy there. You have to have, you have to go through certain steps. But no matter what, when you're in court, in order to get your money back, you have to prove there's something wrong with the dog. 
and you have no evidence there's anything wrong with the dog. If you go online, you will read a lot about this. That there's, they just, they have a different gait. It's not that they're damaged, it's that they have a different gait. You know, their legs are lower in the back. That's all. And there's nothing wrong with the dog. Now, we've got a problem, and the problem is, you claim you couldn't sell it because you didn't have the AKC papers, but you and I both know you can get a copy of the AKC papers. So why, now you've decided to keep it as a pet because you don't want to give him the animal. No. You want to keep uh, the animal. No way. Well, I, I don't trust No, I know. So doesn't yeah. <laughs> it mean, so right, so I have to fashion a verdict that takes that into account because now you have $1,200 and the animal. You see? Yes, ma'am. If this is a Not dispute choice, against though. over a piece of furniture, no, I, I know, and I, that'll, be, yeah. that'll be in the math. That will definitely right. be in the math, okay? Yes, But ma'am. so now I have a situation where it's really his animal, he doesn't want the animal, you've got the animal and you've got the $1,200. Do you think that it's fair for some money to go back to the Cortezes based on the fact that you kept the animal or do you feel uh, like it's not was, fair because the, this is all of their doing? The animal was abandoned, Your Honor. It wasn't given to me, number one. And it was abandoned in a situation where it could have been harmed, which that's that's animal abuse as far as I'm concerned. Uh, as far as those gentlemen, they did not handle themselves like gentlemen uh, at the vet office or at my residence. So it's totally up to you, Your Honor, what you do with with the verdict. And I respect whatever your decision is. Uh, it's hard to sell a five and six month old puppy because people want little puppies. They want an eight week old puppy. They don't want a six month old puppy. Uh, and that's unfortunate right. because they're just as good as an eight week old puppy. They're just as loving. They're just bigger. So it's a tough I, decision. I, Dr. Jennifer tough, Moeller, was a- presented on eight weeks, 12 weeks, and 16 weeks with a male German breed shepherd puppy for checkup and puppy boosters on presentation every time he was active and mobile and had no luxation in any joints i am sending this letter to hopefully show the health of this now four month three week old male german shepherd puppy and she did uh provide the sale and health certificate why were you saying in your complaint that the nurse was saying that they never provided the health certificate because you say she said, oh, this isn't a health certificate. She couldn't have said that because that is the health certificate. And the vet confirms that they filled it out. Um, I tend to agree with you, Mr. Turner. It's not of your doing. Then there's a lawsuit. Then you got to hold the animal for the lawsuit. Um, and I am uh, going to rule in your favor, and I'm not going to order you to return any money. My verdict is for Mr. Turner. Thank you, Your Honor. The Cortezes, who are the plaintiffs, have lost the case. They've lost the $1,200, and they don't have the dog. Gentlemen, what are you thinking about this case? I did go to the, uh, uh, what you call it, to the vet. You know, I just didn't get any paper from the, because she wasn't there. I've talked to the nurse the whole time. Well, you simply didn't have the evidence on, on your side in this case. I'm sorry, but the judge has found against you. You were suing for $1,200. You don't get anything. And Mr. Turner gets to keep the dog. Mr. Turner... So do I gather you're going to keep the dog then and raise it yourself? I've been raising him since he was a puppy, so it looks like that's going to be the case. He's a good dog. Well, you know, as someone who's owned four German Shepherds, they become your best friends very soon, and and they are great, great dogs. So congratulations. Good luck with him, okay? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Very good. All righty. Very interesting case indeed. Let's see what the judges have to say now. 
Florida law has a procedure you're supposed to follow if you want to return a dog and get a different dog or get your money back, and he just didn't follow it in this case, right? Yeah, and it's really simple, and most states have, have this procedure where you right. just have to have a veterinarian say this animal is unfit for purchase. Right. Uh, according but to just, him, there's no evidence of that. None, none. Look, I don't think rationally when it comes to these dog cases, because I love dogs so much, and especially German Shepherds. I had one for 16 years when I was a kid, and that dog would have fought to her last breath to protect anybody in my household under any situation, and she was kind and loving. You're getting teary-eyed. Do you get teary-eyed talking it. about me that way? <laughs> <laughs> you don't love me quite as unconditionally. <laughs> as as Lisa did. <laughs> exactly. So you can forgive me for that. So Barry wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, what's your favorite lawyer court movie? Absolutely. It is And Justice for All. And you know why? You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole courtroom's out of order. We'll see you next time.